When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christian Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim in his Nia Cloud shirt. Oh, yeah. I may add, I may add. <laughs> Gabe, oh boy, the WNBA draft was amazing. So many teams got better. I can't wait to talk about it. I mean, there's so much to unfold and unpack right now. Where do you want to start? Which team do you want to start with? Well, so I want to start with the Miami Heat um, because <laughs> <laughs> obviously it was my birthday yesterday. I'm 29. I'm in oh elder stage millennial here at 29. Elder um, stage. Elder stages. Um, <laughs> but the Heat got a huge win last night. So I want to just you know, give thanks to uh, not only Jimmy Butler for having 45 points, but to... <laughs> All of my all of my friends on Twitter who uh, wish me a happy birthday and wish the Miami Heat luck because the Heat were previously zero and two in the playoffs on my birthday. Uh-huh. Now we are one and two. Hey um, hey now. And also, if you want to give me a birthday present, dear listener, subscribe to the mm-hmm. channel. Hit hit subscribe on whatever podcast app you have. Our Twitter names popped up. Follow us on Twitter. That'd be an amazing amazing birthday gift. Uh, but the best birthday gift, as you mentioned was uh, all the women's basketball news that we got um, with the draft training camp started like bunch of college basketball news. So we're going to try to slam everything into a show, uh, which is, you know, the court side way it's, it's the Gabe and Christie in the Gabe and Christie way. But I think the place to start though, is with uh, your draft reactions. I did a show with Dano on uh, last Monday talking about the draft. I also talked about the draft with Greg Bibb Um here on the on the channel so go check out that stuff but i want to get your reactions to what happened and i guess um you know starting out with like which player do you think ended up in the perfect spot well first of all happy birthday and you're wearing the gift from me i mean i didn't know i was not aware you and candace parker shared the same birthday but happy birthday to both of y'all and kate um, hudson weirdly it's a weird group it's kate hudson candace parker and me i like it that's a trifecta that we love. I love it. And um, millennial that you said. the uh, <laughs> Elder millennial. <laughs> Elder millennial. I can't. At 29, y'all. Anywho, we'll, we'll move on forward. But I think that in the draft for Indiana, I think for them to have seven picks, yeah. I think they got more rugged immediately in all positions. And I'm excited to see what they look like. And to have seven picks in one draft come on man who does that number one uh, without getting better so Mm -hmm. i'm anxious to see the young pieces that they selected uh, how they mesh with players like kelsey mitchell 
with Indiana and how Marianne Stanley shuffles and moves them all around. And Lynn Dunn has done a masterful job of selecting the tough-nosed, defensive-minded players that are ready to work. And, and I love it. I think it's going to be fun to see that. No, I agree. I think Indiana did really well. I know a lot of people were um, a little shocked with the order of the picks um, because, you know, Lexi Hall was kind of not in a lot of first-round mock yeah. drafts. You know, there was Queen Egbo. And then, you know, they end up getting Destiny Henderson at 20 when we thought, you know, hey, maybe they should take, take her at six. So mm-hmm. it was a weird order, but I'm with you. I think, like, they just did an excellent job of yeah. collecting talent and finding a way to, I think one of the challenges they will have is finding a way to have five or six rookies on yeah. a roster. Yeah. Um, that's going to be very difficult to do. Um, right. And, um, you know, to a certain extent, they're not trying to win games next year. So that's a good uh, thing, right? Like we know who's in next year's draft. So getting the number one pick next year is of the utmost importance to everyone. Yeah. Um, so, but I do think I'm with you. Like they just did an excellent job. I mean, Melissa Smith is a player we talked about all season long, Emily Engstler, huge mm-hmm. impact in the tournament and all season um you know lexi hall hey maybe we didn't see her in the first round but she can rip the net and she played in a in a system that really um tested her skills and put her to the test and she's obviously yeah. a really smart basketball player you don't play in stanford without being that queen egbo has a lot of uh growth potential obviously knows how to play with smith you got destiny henderson you got misha williams holiday from jackson state i mean it's just like ali Papberg's on this roster now she Love may that. or may not make the team but it, i i like it so i'm with you go uh, fever hey we have not said a lot of great things about the fever on this podcast the last two years. I'm right. happy that they got this draft going. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. And I love that Allie Pepper landed there right back at home. And back at home. You know, there was this uh, picture of her, I believe it was on like, Indiana Fever's Instagram where she was holding her follow through, but it was her facial expression for me. Yeah. Like, this is it. Like, this is why I came back for another season after, you know, being injured, after transferring from Notre Dame and then going through it there at Indiana and coming back for that extra season. I, you know, it's, it's all for a purpose and you love to see it work out for the hometown players. And speaking of hometown players, uh, number three, Shakira Austin to the oh. Washington coming back home from Fredericksburg, but also played at Riverdale Baptist, the same high school that Tiana Hawkins played for, who is mm-hmm. now back in DC as well. I just think that she's in the right place. You were talking about which players landed in the, in the proper position um, in terms of the draft, in terms of the team and the roster. I really think this is uh, an opportune moment for her to step in as a rookie and learn from some really great players and some just iconic coaches yeah. um, like Mike Tebow and Eric Tebow and, and his staff. I just think that, you know, Shelly Patterson to me, she's one five titles as an assistant coach in the WNBA. She's now on with the Mystics as an assistant coach. So there's a lot of experience. There's a lot of leadership there. Latoya Sanders is back on staff too, mm-hmm. um, to work with the bigs. I just, I just love the fact that she's back and ready to work, you know, back home and ready to work with this experienced atmosphere here in DC. No, and I think, um, you know, Shelly, Shelly Patterson is going to be huge for developing yeah. her shot. Uh, I heard, I think Jackie Powell on the podcast we did earlier in the off season said, uh, called Shelly Patterson, the shot doctor, you know, cause <laughs> she's, she's really helped a ton of players in this league develop mm-hmm. their shots and, and, and refine them. And I think Shakira Austin needs that to be the yeah. type of player she wants to be. And yeah. she gets to be around, like you're saying, Latoya Sanders, who is a really good model for maybe something that. Shakira wants to be able to do in terms of being able yep. to switch in terms of being able to cover up some of the defensive gaps the Mystics have had in the yep. past. It's a great player to learn from. And then you can learn from Elena Deladon, who, if you had to pick, if you're six five and a basketball player, there's very few players in the world that you would want to emulate more than Elena Deladon, especially with right. Shakira's skill set. So I I'm I I actually do agree here too. Like I think she ended up in just a wonderful spot for her development, being at home too. Well, at home, Fredericksburg's really I mean, far. Well, she has a lot of family in the area, yeah. like DMV. I guess the V can stretch down that far. <laughs> it's not just northern no, Virginia. Pause. No. I mean, she's uh, back, close enough. Yeah, no, I think uh, I, I, it is close enough. It is close enough that she's back, back home. Um, yeah. So I, I, and I think all of that makes it a really, really great fit. And I see why the Mystics made that trade down from one to three. I do want yeah. to talk about that a little bit, but I also want to, I, I do want to say, I think the dream did an excellent job with getting Ryan Howard and Nas Hillman. 
um, you know, Ryan, obviously she was kind of a consensus number one pick. Everyone besides me had her going first, <laughs> uh, which is a tiny bit hard, hurtful, but uh, I, I totally see why. And I, I right. had them one A and one B on my big board um, right. to get Ryan and to get Nas, a player that I think has a ton of potential and you've been around so much. So I want to get your perspective on who Nas is, but like, yeah. I think that's an excellent draft as well. Yeah. Oh, no question about it. First of all, you know, when you, are invested in these student athletes in college, like from their freshman year to their senior year. And then to see them get drafted, it's like, you know, their whole story. You don't just know their stat line. Uh, you know who they are, you know, for the most part, a lot of stories have been told and we love to tell the stories obviously um, as, as television analysts and everything. But when Nas Hillman's name got announced, it was like, I almost had some waterworks sitting because I was just so proud of, of her, you know, and, and there've been so many like negative comments about how her game translates to the pro game. And is she pro ready? And I'm like, that kid has been pro ready probably since her sophomore year, yeah. you know, um, she was most improved. She was sixth player of the year. She was player of the year in the conference. Like she just works hard. And she's going to get the job done. I don't care if you measure her on the wall and say, well, she's 6'1". You can't measure her heart. Like that kid is a tough, tough competitor. And she possesses so much fire and uh, an incredible motor. And I think she's going to do great there. And she's really good friends with Ryan Howard. So I think um, that's always a great thing when you have that kind of chemistry already built in. But Boy, I tell you, it's, it struck me deep when she um, was announced to go to the Atlanta Dream. And I just know how proud her family is of her. I just know how proud Kim Barnes and Rico, mm-hmm. the head coach of Michigan and all of the staff there and their teammates. I just know how proud they are of her having watched her go through the process of becoming a WNBA player. And, you know, I, I can't wait to watch her play. I can't wait to watch her play. But I had a moment where I had yeah. to like, oh, wow, <laughs> That's that was pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. No, I, I I'm to- I, I really had that same feeling because I, I and I'm not, you know, I've been someone who's like been questioning, um, you know, how Nas fits in this league. Where does she go? Like, mm-hmm. what can she? But then I just keep coming back to what everyone like literally everyone says about this young lady is that she works so hard. She is that. the type like just oh. just put put her in the locker room and yeah. with how much she has developed, I have yeah. no doubt that she could, yeah. maybe she doesn't, maybe she doesn't. Right. Could develop into a very useful player. And even into a player that can be a starter, could be a star. Right. I, I see that because of the work ethic, the yes. skill set, yes. you know, everything. But even if she just comes in and does what she did in college and maybe, Hey, that doesn't translate into a starter in the WNBA. You still want right. that player in the locker room. And I think in Atlanta too, it's like, She's going to have room to experiment and develop because this is another team that's not necessarily trying to win right now. They're trying to win in the future. So they're right. going to, they should, or they should, or they will hopefully give her the space to explore her game and to try yeah. different things. And then when you give someone like her with that work ethic, with the ability, with the skill yes. to, to figure it out, I don't know. I'd bet, I'd bet on her figuring it out too, just because of everything we've heard. Um, because I'm, I'm just so, I, I really, I, it's been shocking how many people bring up her work ethic and ability in that arena. So I'm just like, Hey, you got to trust in hope and hopefully she, she can uh, develop some different skills. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows this. I mean, Dawn Staley even said it herself when Nas Hillman played with USA basketball over the summer, mm-hmm. she was in front of Dawn Staley and other coaches as well. But I remember Kim Barnes Rico at the beginning of the season, maybe at media day, she said uh, she had worked with Dawn Staley mm-hmm. with USA basketball in the past. So they have a good rapport. And she said that Dawn Staley texted her and was like, Nas Hillman. And that's it. Like that's, <laughs> that's all she said. She didn't say like, you know, was it like a big paragraph? It was just like Nas Hillman. And then she said, she doing okay. She was like, no, that's it. Like Nas Hillman. That's all I have to say. <laughs> and so when you have someone like Don Staley say that, um, I think that it, it really gives credence to who she can become in the league and maybe not who she is walking into the league, but who she is after years of experience in the WNBA. And I, I compare, and I don't like really comparing players because everybody is their own uh, person and, and own human, but I really compare her style of game to Alyssa Thomas like 
when mm. she came into the league, it's like, well, she can't shoot the three. And I'm like, she doesn't need to shoot the three. She's pounding you in the paint. You can't stop her. And when you're bringing two and three bodies her way, she's still strong enough and nimble enough and smart enough to carve out a path to get to the rim. And I think that's what Nas Hillman is going to bring to the WNBA, a smaller post player, but incredibly crafty inside, incredibly capable of competing and just giving you her all. And she's a great teammate, but she's gonna be able to, she's gonna find her own niche and she's gonna be able to um, develop her, her offensive firepower just because of her sheer will to get the job done. And I, I just, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see that too. We'll come back. All right, I'll, I'll bring it back now. Uh, okay. three, three, two, one. If you're watching on YouTube, sorry for that jump cut. Zoom timed out on us uh, because we had a long discussion beforehand because it's Christy and I. So we're all, we're all, it's, it, yeah, it's a, we, we took a quick 30. 30. Like, like, <laughs> like my guy, Eric Spolcher, walk out into the court call timeout. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I, we obviously have a ton of draft takes. I mean, I, I think, you know, um, the, Veronica Burton's a really interesting pick. I talked about her with uh, with uh, Greg Bibb. You know, my mm-hmm. Hollingshed was really interesting. I, I gave like all my reaction to that. Um, I've, obviously, my girl Nia Cloudon going to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I had so my theory here is like she's the long term replacement for Courtney Williams because this team desperately needed someone to get a shot off the bounce at yes. times. Yes, I think um, Nia Nia could do that like almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously every rookie has a, has a growing period, but sure. I think she can come in immediately and kind of give that. So like, that's mm-hmm. my, I think that's the thought process there. I really, really like it. And I think she's going to have a really good chance to play a lot this year. Um, you know, mm-hmm. depending on injuries and how everything goes, I, I think Nia's going to get a good chance to play with some really, really good players and grow up in Connecticut. Yeah, no question about it. And I, I like her maybe to be plugged in for Jasmine Thomas at times too. Yeah. I mean, I think she's very versatile in that way on the perimeter for Connecticut and, her speed that she possesses, I think, will also be a bonus. They love mm-hmm. to push tempo in Connecticut, and she's going to be a, a vital piece to that. I mean, she had a 50-point game yeah. this season, uh, this collegiate season against Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast won that um, with Kirsten Bell, and we'll get to her, too, uh, being drafted <laughs> to Vegas. But it, it's just it's just another player who I'm um, supremely proud of just to yeah. be able to do what she did Um in, in a Michigan State uniform and do what she did in the Big Ten and uh, and just an incredible young lady, um, probably the most humble and, and modest uh, person that you'll see. I was there for their senior night and she was just so humble in that moment, you know, knowing all of what she had done for that program and Susie Merchant for sure is is incredibly proud of her as well. I also love that uh, she had pink heels on to Nas. I'm not, I was that, did anyone say like that was like coordinated or did that happen? I have not seen any reporting on that. Maybe I should, I'll do, maybe I'll do some reporting on that. Yeah. And I, you know, I started researching pink heels for the WNBA season because, you know, I may as well just go ahead and jump on the bandwagon. (laughs) Fashion statement from those two ladies. And I loved it. They looked beautiful. Big 10, big 10 and big pink high heels. Um, uh, I, one thing we should mention, though, before we get into some of the other picks is uh, Niar Sabli is going to be out for the season in New York, oh, um, which in one way is sad because we don't get to see her play and right. a little concerning. However, I think she, she probably needs a year to, to kind of get right. And I think New York yeah. stock, I think they've kind of made that pick with that with the mindset of, hey, mm-hmm. our doctors can help get her right if if they're given time. Um, right. I'm guessing that's what happened. I, you know, I saw some people say, well, you know, they shouldn't have made that pick. It's like, look, whatever the information was, like they knew this was probably possible. I think Jonathan Cobb even said it like he did say that. Yeah. 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 Like it's, it's definitely possible that she wasn't going to play. So I think uh, hopefully this turns around, like this will help her get healthy and, and be ready to have a very long WNBA career. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, she played limited games at Oregon, so it's not like she, you know, played all of the games available to her uh, with the Ducks. So, I mean, she's had injury issues. So hopefully, like you said, this is the opportunity for her to to get right, to be with physicians on the professional level who can, you know, manage her body and, and get her healthy um, and ready to compete. And Kalani Brown, too, um, was yeah. waived by the Vegas Aces because of injury, a meniscus situation that will only keep her out for a month. But when you're talking about the WNBA season being so compact and condensed, yeah. it's really hard to, you know, get back to playing 
speed and, and playing rhythm after missing a month with, with something like that. So uh, they said they didn't know how serious the meniscus tear was for Kalani Brown, but you know, they did say it's, it's going to be about a month to get her back on the floor. Right. And then, and then it becomes like, Oh, are you like, have you played enough? Like, you know, it, there's a ton right. of things that go on with injuries. So it's just really yeah. unfortunate timing for uh, Kalani and you know, hopefully she can get back. And right. look, the thing is too, like one thing we all have to realize with rookies, with vets, with everyone in training camp, the way it works is you can get cut. And that was an opportunity to show that team, Hey, this is what I can do. And then at some point later in the year, they may need you. Yes. Team players come back and like Shay Petty, for example, when she first got back with the mystics, yep. she was in training camp. She impressed everyone. She stuck around as a, as a video coordinator on the staff. And then she eventually got onto the roster played in the in the last couple weeks of that season now as a full-time WNBA player so right just like that's one thing to always keep in mind here because we're going to see some draft picks uh get cut um and and that happens but you always have a chance to come back so that's why this these next three weeks here are so important for every single player if you get an opportunity to show what you can do you gotta do it because you always have a chance to come back whether you make the initial roster or not I know. And, and it's really unfortunate. It's really so hard because I've already seen some, some cuts, you know, that have been made and I'm like, man, that kid is great, a great player, but there's just not enough roster spots for these great elite level players. And that's, that's so hard. And it's not just, you know, teams aren't keeping 12, like it's not across the board, 12. Most teams are keeping 11. I would say half the teams are keeping like 11 because of salary cap issues Mm -hmm and so forth and so on so i mean we were talking 17 18 players in a training camp you got to make some tough cuts man like i'm glad i don't have to do that i'm glad i don't have to do it because i mean you work so hard to get in the camp number one and just the the limited amount of even drafted players sticking Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't care like and i'm not just talking about the ones invited to training camp i'm talking about being drafted in the in the three rounds of the WNBA draft and sticking for the season I mean that's tough that's tough and then you see people who have been out of the league or have been trying for years to get no. into the league hey come on man it's 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 devastating to me you know to to feel what that energy will be in that room and they're told they they're not on the roster it's really no, sad and it's the bang it's like the bang bang nature of it too like okay yeah. I was just in college some of us were just playing in the tournament like some of us had like our highest highs of our college career after such an after for all of these players, right? If you get yeah. drafted in WNBA, yeah. you were good in college. You were really yeah. good in college. You are right. And it's like to have all that. And then, okay, boom, the next, right after final four, you're getting drafted. Okay. You know, now we have three weeks camp starts yeah. on Sunday. So we have, a, we have five days to enjoy that. Yeah. And now we're going to camp. We're doing classes to fin- like Shakira Austin has to finish up her degree. So yeah. I'm doing classes, you know, am I going to be able to go to my college graduation? Am I, you know, and then you just, you have to come in and and work so hard to even get on the radar that it, it is, it's, um, it's not discouraging. It's just like, it's tough. It's tough to the, the schedule. I wish we had a different schedule um, for women's basketball. Cause like, I think yeah. players deserve to have that moment a little bit more and deserve to have more of a shot also to, right. to make the team. Cause you don't have, you don't have much of a shot, especially cause you haven't interviewed you don't get to interview teams. You don't get to have teams, you know, go to your workouts. There was a combine at the final four, but there wasn't that many players there. So no. it's like, you don't get the chances. You don't get as many chances as the men do to show off your skills. So, I mean, I don't know how to fix it. Cause I'm not, that's, that's above my pay grade, but I do wish we had a longer just time for evaluation, scouting, interviewing all that. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I know Shakira Austin at the mystics media day, she said as much. So they said, you know, what, what's your, your schedule like academically right now you know it's like you just get uplifted out of Ole Miss and then now you're you're in the Mystics um, training camp so she said she had two grueling weeks ahead of her to finish because a lot of her credits didn't transfer when she left Maryland and she had to basically cram in all of her core courses and she is like you know in a in a Nemo mindset just like keep swimming until you get that degree and just keep going and so um, she recognizes that it's um that's in front of her, but she knows she may not be 
walking for graduation either because right. of the WNBA. And, and that, I mean, some people leave and come back for a day just so they can have that moment with their families. And we all know Shakira Olsen's grandma had that hat, honey, oh. tipped to the side. You know, she wants to put that on for the graduation as well, but she may not be able to do that and share that moment. Yeah, no, I, I hope I hope she does get to go down there. Hopefully the yeah. schedule works out, but yeah. it's just, it's it's so tough for a lot of these players. And, um, you know, just, just hope you guys are enjoying the moment because it is, it's really cool. I mean, you know, there's not many people who say they get to get drafted and get a chance to um, even show up for training camp. So awesome. I, I, ho I hope they all get to at least enjoy it a little bit. But let's talk a little bit more about Mystics Media Day, training camp, just like first impressions of the Mystics. We're going to go into some DMV talk, folks, because that's what that's we do. We are. That's what yeah. we do. As you can see behind Christy, uh, we are near the great state of Maryland. Um, <laughs> uh, so... I thought one of the things that struck me about Mystics Media Day was I don't think I've ever heard this team talk about defense as much as they did this year, right? Am I wrong? Big. About no, you are not wrong. I mean, I think every player said it. Mm -hmm. um, I think obviously Coach Tebow said it. And uh, a lot of the questions from the media and myself um, were geared towards defense and the depth that they will have at every single position. And I think Natasha Cloud said it best. She said that we're going to be able to have so much more versatility on the defensive end. Like we may be able to switch one through four or even five at some yeah. time, depending upon who's on the floor, but that's, that's incredible. And I thought what coach Tebow said about the, yeah, I thought uh, the switching was that, you know, I don't really like to switch all the time, but just to have the confidence in knowing that we could, if we wanted to. And I loved hearing that because he still wants to, hold the players accountable for containment, right? Mm -hmm. You want to be able to contain, but you also want to have comfort in knowing if somebody happens to get by, you're a beat late, you're going to have somebody right there rotating at the proper time. So I just, I love the confidence of that way of teaching defense, but Alicia Clark also said something kind of funny, like, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, to be that locked in knowing that you're going to have rim protectors right. like Williams and Shakira Austin protecting the rim like that and protecting the paint. So, um, but you are going to go all out, but she was kind of being a little facetious about it. Yeah. But I, I thought, I mean, Alicia Clark, like we know she's going to go out there and, and give her all once she's able to go hundred percent. Well, I think it also, I mean, you know, I was going to bring something up Connecticut earlier is like when you have a rim protector, it makes it a lot easier to pressure the ball. When you have there rim protection, you can pressure the ball a lot more. And, and this team is a team that is built to pressure the ball with Ariel yeah. Atkins, Natasha cloud, um, my Sean's Allen to, and, and as you mentioned, Alicia Clark, like all of those players are really good at pressing, uh, at getting you out of your offense. And it does give you so much more defensive versatility. I'm with Mike Tebow. Don't switch everything because this right. defense is not bad enough that you need to do that. Right. The reason, the reason teams do that is if you have someone like, I don't know, James Harden, who is not <laughs> that good on perimeter one-to-one -one defense, you need to switch everything to get them out of those situations. Yeah. or or help have your defense set up in order to help them when they get into those situations. I think the Mystics are in a better spot. I mean, you know, I think we'll see how healthy Elena Deldon is. I would imagine her defense is going to be a, a little worse than her offense, just, you know, years off. Uh, you know, you can practice your shot. You can practice some of the offensive things. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to play game-type defense. So that's sure. that would be my guess. Um, but Outside of her, and I don't really think her defense is a weak is is like uh, oh we're gonna just hammer her. No, um, I think outside of her, you really have really solid defenders all around. And Everywhere. so I think I think yeah. the types of stuff that Tebow's gonna be able to do on defense are gonna be interesting, which is also interesting because he is not a defensive like minded head coach. <laughs> like that's not what he like. It's not really what he likes to talk about or do. Is like. He wants to make more beautiful offense. So yeah. it's going to be really, it's going to be really cool. That's why I thought it was so interesting that we just had so much more um, yeah. talk about the defense. Yeah, but you know what they're going to be able to do. And I think Natasha Cloud said this, she said, you know, our offense is what it is. Like yeah. we know we have the ability to score, but this year we're really going to be able to display depth at every single position defensively and not fall off with the aggression that we want to, to apply. And so with a, with a rookie like Kristen Williams, too. Yeah. Um, he's going to be able to come in and rotate defensively and in multiple positions at 5'11", but 
she's also a player who can create her own offense mm-hmm. too um, from all those positions on the perimeter, <clears throat> excuse me, on the perimeter. So I think that, you know, they're just going to be able to really tinker and, and experiment with a lot of different lineups. And I know Mike Tebow loves that and the flexibility and versatility of that. Um, Maisha Hines Allen, um, I saw that uh, the playlist song that she wanted was all the smoke or something like that. <laughs> oh, they want to go up the chimney. Okay. Get all the smoke they can. And uh, I just think that there was like this, this quiet confidence. And I think that's exactly the wording that Mike Tebow utilized on media day. There's this quiet confidence about this team because they have a lot of the players back from that 2019 championship team. Mm-hmm. There was a point in the practice on the first day of practice where, you know, all five of them were on the floor together I'm doing a drill, like a shooting drill. But yeah. I was like, ooh, we all five of the 2019 champs are like together. And then Alicia Clark was in that mix too with them. And I was like, listen, like I was sitting over there losing my mind because I know my Tebow's mind is like <laughs> racing yeah. all around with what the lineups could possibly look like this year. But I was doing that during practice when they were just rotating um, to different uh, baskets, uh, working on different skills. And it was just really great to be back in the gym number one, but also to be able to marinate with the possibilities of the upcoming season for the Washington Mystics. And everyone was there, which is huge. It's huge. They have my shines out in the building to have, you yeah. know, Alicia Clark, she used to play in France and now she, she doesn't, um, you know, so that those two, Maisha was not available for like a yeah. few games early on last season. Um, yeah. That just makes such a huge difference when you get to like hang out, like just think about it in your job, right? Like, when you work with people that you like to hang out with and you're with more often, easy, it goes better. The job <laughs> goes better. And like, now it's not like, Oh, Hey, Hey, Maisha's coming in like four games into the season because she was playing in France and her team went to the French championship. It's like, well, no, Hey, she's just here now. She's starting off the season with us. We're all hanging out together. We've all been together for two or three weeks. That's huge. It's just a huge difference from, from years past. And I think it's really going to, play into Washington's favor and I think it alleviates some of the strain mm-hmm. on Elena Deladon to be healthy yeah I think it was, it was such a stressful thing to have to like she was looking at the at the team and saying I need to come back I need to come back because they were struggling yeah and so now she can you know she can be more I, I think um cognizant of just like her health because like hey we have depth so if you want to play and then, hey, we need to take a couple games off. It's like not going to kill her. And I think hopefully she mm-hmm. seems she seems healthy. She seems yes. ready. So I, you know, we said the same thing last year. So I'm not going to get my hopes up. But I think this team, <laughs> I, I think this team is is more able to withstand it just because they're more together this year. And I mean, they're more they're, everyone's together in camp this year, and they are deeper. Um, one yeah. thing I want to bring up though, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of last year, I'm listening. There's a little bit of Tina Charles shade. Just just. Not Tina Charles shade, just shade towards last season. I heard a little low key, just like shade towards what happened last season. And I don't think it's I don't think it's Tina's fault. It's just like no, no. I think due to the injuries, due to everything, it, everyone was like, we had to get out of what we did last year of what we what we've built um, because of all of these different because Tina was coming yeah. in because of the injuries because we had yeah. to integrate Atlanta because my issues coming in like so it was like everyone was like you know it just feels so much different uh than last year um yeah. and there and there was some comments about you know uh what this team has accomplished without Tina. um and i don't think there's any like bad blood it's just i, I thought it was a it was a little interesting yeah i think you know it was the reality of the situation and i don't think it was necessarily shady because it wasn't like something it was honest it was, it honest. was honest it wasn't something that was made up like to be mean or anything like that i think it was just the way it is and yeah. I think when when Tina signed with Washington, she was signing on to play with Emma Mieseman, mm-hmm. Elena Deladon, Cloud, all those guys, and Alicia Clark, you know, and and when well, the next year after whatever the bubble. But I think with with that, it was just it was just not an ordinary situation for her to walk into last yes. year and be really dependent upon to, you know, do everything offensively. For Washington in the quarter court and I, I don't think that she signed on to do that right, right? Um, so in that regard like you said it's not her fault I mean that's just how the the, <laughs> the bread was sliced you know it's yeah. just like this is how we uh, looks this year and we just, has, we just have to make do and do the best we can for the team and I think that's what 
her sacrifice was last year. I mean, 30 points a game, like for that long stretch, it was four or five games where she had 30. It was like insane um, that she was able to do that, number one. But the fact that she had to do that and to maintain leading the the, uh, league for most of the season, that's tough. And, um, you know, they won a championship without Tina. And that's, I mean, that's documented, but that's not, it's not a mean statement. I think it was just, like you said, it was honest. And I don't think it was meant to be mean. It is just the circumstances and the timing of her coming to DC. It just didn't work out. And, um, you know, we wish her the best in Phoenix for sure. But wow, would it be fun to have her here this year? Yeah, sure. But I mean, it's, it's a different team this season as well. So I think they got to go with it. Yeah. I think they just want to move on from last season. I think last season was super tough. Um, And I think we were, since we were around the team, we saw a little bit more. I think last year was just super tough on everyone involved and they yes. just want to, they want to move on from it. So I, yeah, it did sound like, it sounded like Tina Charles Shane, but I really think it was just like, we got to move on from last year and we're, and we're being honest, you know, we, you know, mm-hmm. we can, we can, we can do what we've done in the past um, as much as, as much as we would like, uh, as much as Tina was a part of what we did last year, we can, we've had success before. Um, but I think that kind of all goes into the, the feeling that I had, which was my big takeaway is like, this kind of feels like a new team, even though, as you mentioned, like Tiana's right. back, Shatori's back. So it kind of has a 2019 feel. So we're connected to the past, but it definitely feels different and new and there's new uh-huh. roles and, and the people who are in, in the building who have been in the building, their roles have changed so much. And so hopefully if Elena is healthy, that's going to be a, a challenge. It's going to be a challenge to fit right. in everyone to a new role and to keep what they've done without Elena but it's also going to be an opportunity to see how it all works together because the team makes so much more sense when you look at the fits on paper. No doubt. And, you know, Alicia Clark, she said at media day, she said, I'm the oldest player on the team. And for me, what stood out the most, and even with what you were saying about the returning players coming back from that championship squad, and then these incoming draftees and invites and all of that, the energy is so fantastic. But what I was most impressed by during the practice, like their first practice, she had this voice, Alicia Clark did, where she was very instructive. But at first I didn't see where it was coming from because they're all in a mosh, you know, they're on the court and they're working through some things and all that. And I heard this powerful voice, like this commanding leader. And I said, wow, who is is that? Because it's usually Natasha Clapp. Yes. And, and And it was a couple of times, but there was this voice from Clark that I was just like, I had to lean back and, and touch the collarbone a little bit yeah. because I'm like, listen to her. I mean, she sounds like a coach. Like she sounded like a coach and it was very tactical. It was very um, cut and dry and clear and concise with what she was saying to the team. And you could see players like Kristen Williams, the rookie, yeah. like body, you know, her body was like leaning forward. Her whole countenance was like, she's all ears, man. And she was taking in all of that great information. So when you have that kind of leadership on the court, I mean, it really pays dividends as the season unfolds. And I know that, you know, Elena Deladon, she said, you know, right now I'm just working through things. I feel great today. Um, and this physically, you know, getting back into things you said, but who knows, like if there's a, a stretch of games where the travel wouldn't be conducive for me, I have to really think about that. So we have to be mindful of that too. Um, and, and what's best for her and her body and, and Clark, she said, she's not hundred percent yet, but she's really close. Um, yep. and as of day one, she said it was like 404 days wow. of rehab. So these players have put in a time and, you know, and the grind to get back out here. So it's not like, you know, they're one, two, three Cancun, and then they come back into camp, like whatever. No, they are like hitting the ground every day, working with the best um, medical staff, you know, they share with the Washington Wizards here. And I just think that, you know, you have to give credit where credit is due in that regard and, and what they are doing every day to play the game they love and, yeah. and really respect that. Well, I think that was so, that was one of the reasons why it was so important to have uh, both Atlanta Daladon and Alicia Clark stick around the yeah. team last year. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I think EDD would have been around because she's just been a part of this franchise so long, but yeah. Alicia came in, signed a contract, got hurt, got suspended yeah. because the Mystics needed the cap space. 
and stuck around because the Oregon, I don't, I don't know what happened necessarily what, what, like how they got her to stick around, but she wanted to be around the team and she was on the bench communicating with people during the game, yeah. calling out plays from the sidelines. Yeah. And, and that sort of communication is going to carry over when you have, when, like, I, like I said before, like when you have people who have been around you, it is yeah. easier to communicate and communicate oh, yeah. the key, especially in defensive basketball. So now she knows what everyone is doing. She knows what's happening. She knows like their strengths and weaknesses from seeing it on the sidelines last year. So yeah. huge, huge deal to have yep. her stick around. Uh, same with Elena Deldon. So awesome stuff. Um, I'm, I'm super excited. Right, we're going to see. I would be very upset if injuries like derail another season. Yeah. I don't Man, care. I got to find some wood to knock on. Wait, there's a table right here. There we uh, go. Knock on that wood. Knock on the wood. Yeah. it's just like it was a lot last year to deal with so much and i just really yeah. hope it all at the very like let's fail or sit like let the team fail or succeed based on whether they can fail or succeed right yeah. like that's all that's all together. we're looking for together, together. together. dc there you go together dc there you go together on dc on three <laughs> um do you, we have anything else on training camp i mean there hasn't been too much news going around uh, the WNBA yet. Um, Jan- Jennifer yeah. Coleman from the Mystics camp did get waived, which is unfortunate. Navy player who I was pretty yeah. excited to see him camp because she's a straight bucket. Um, right. Maybe maybe she gets another chance at another training camp at some point, depending yeah. on injuries. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some interesting camps. I think Richard Cohen is going to do an article or we'll talk about it on the podcast next week about who's going to make the rosters and what these rosters are going to look like early on in the season. Yeah, that'll be um, tough. It'll be tough, but I mean, anything else on training camp that you want to mention? Um, I just love that Natasha Cloud said, um, no more going under screens on me. Yeah. I'm a shooter. Um, and that she's a bleeping dog. Um, those are some dog. highlights from her, <laughs> but she's ready. And she physically just looks great. Oh, Mike, so Mike that. flexing. Uh, Mike flexing was just the moment of the, of the entire media day with, with Maisha. <laughs> it was really fun. But I just think that, like what Mike said, there's like what Mike Tebow said, there's an incredible amount of, of quiet confidence. Like they know what they're capable of doing. They've worked on their games. I think the, um, the AU experience for Tiana yeah. and for Natasha Cloud, I think was really wonderful for them. And I think, um, you know, they gained confidence from that. Also Ariel Atkins, USA basketball and Olympic gold medaling. I think that really, paid dividends for her and she's always been confident but she's always kind of exuded it on the interior but now you know you're seeing her step into um a veteran role like yeah. almost veteran role um almost like what you were saying as an elder millennial like, <laughs> she's, like she's not quite where you are but almost okay um but i think with with that you know the experience not only with usa basketball but now you know you've won a WNBA championship you have a gold medal and now you have all of that invaluable experience playing with players like that, playing for players um, and for coaches uh, who have your best interests at heart. And it, it's just very evident yeah. the, the growth of, of a lot of these players in that way. Yeah, I agree. But we have to get to uh, some bas- college basketball news. We're kind of going to go a little bit rapid fire here. Okay. Um, not rapid fire because actually I have a big long Maryland thing, of course. Oh, okay. Uh, but we just want to send our best wishes to USC commit uh, Aaliyah Gales. She was shot at a house party. She's recovering. Very, I mean, we're very happy that she's it, she's recovering, um, but just a heartbreaking situation. So we want to send our best wishes out to her. Yeah, for sure. That was so scary. I just can't believe that she was shot multiple times and survived. I'm so glad that she did. But oh my gosh, when I first read that, I, I did not think that she made it the first couple yeah. sentences of the article. I'm like, oh no. So yes, prayers her way for sure on that. Yeah, send send them prayers and love um, and good vibes. So, uh, just wanted to get wanted to mention that. And let's talk about Maryland now. Um, Brenda Freeze bouncing back. Uh, as we mentioned, we kind of thought this was going to happen when uh, you know the, she had a string of transfers leave the program, including Ashley Wusu and Angel Reese. Um, we, I think we theorized like, hey, this has happened before. Brenda knows how to respond and mm-hmm. get players in the building. Uh, well, she, she uh, definitely did that. Uh, okay. Abby Myers from Princeton coming in. Aliza uh, mm-hmm. Pinzon uh, from U- USF coming in. Point guard who can who can step in immediately. Um, I don't think I've missed any transfers, but there are transfer rumors uh, about 
Maryland's Maryland getting some folks. Um, mm-hmm. Also, they get two big recruits, Gia Cook from Clinton, Maryland, number 58 yep. player overall in the class according to ESPN, and Brianna McDaniel, a 5'10 guard from Chicago, who's the 42nd overall recruit mm-hmm. in this class, the 10th best guard. So, yeah, uh, Brenda does well, and she gets the extension through 2028-2029. So that's what she does. I'm yeah. not surprised. Well, she's back. You know, I mean, that's what happens. I mean, she's faced with adversity. She's not going to sit there and do a well as me. She's going to sit there and say, what do we do about it? And she's very proactive in that way. And we've seen it right now, like mm-hmm. with signing these really bona fide ballers. And the two players, the last two that you mentioned, um, Brianna and, and Gia, both of them had committed to Texas A&M. And then there was a coaching change there and they both decided to come together to come to Maryland. So I thought that was a little intriguing. Um, Gia Cook played for GTS Fusion. I know okay. she played for a team takeover after that, but she played with my daughter, Bree and AZ Fudd mm-hmm. and everything uh, for a season. So she's very dynamic, very speedy, very crafty, very confident with the ball, ability to score at the rim, um, shifty. So I know about her um, skill set, but I also know the young lady from Princeton. Um, she oh. was, she yeah, she was the Ivy League player of the year. So she's legit. Um, she's going to be able to come in. I mean, Katie Benson was another Ivy League player who came in and, and fit right in with, with how Maryland wants to play. Yeah. So I think that's going to be interesting to see how they all come together. And again, well wishes for Diamond Miller, who um, went through her knee surgery a couple of weeks ago. So hopefully they said four to six months for her. So mm. she'll be getting back yeah. to the court, hopefully right at the, uh, at the right time for Maryland. Uh, same thing as uh, I think she that similar timeline from last year, right? I believe so. I believe so. But I don't think she had surgery last time. That's right, right. I think she just had the because she did the USA basketball. So there really right. wasn't a good time uh, to do it. Although, you know, she missed a chunk of games at the beginning of the regular season because of it. No, and I, I think uh, the healthy Diamond Miller with this team, with these transfers. <laughs> yeah. They're ready to go again. Uh, you know, I think there's still some gaps, and I believe someone said that Maryland's not done. One of the reporters that covers uh, okay. Maryland basketball said they're not done, and they're and they're looking for more um, folks in the transfer portal, and they got some more yeah. space. I know. Uh, do you have Mamie Collins ended up at NC State, I believe, as a grad transfer. Yeah, um, so good for her again down to Westmore. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a great program too. So um, excellent for for Mimi. Um, and Chloe Bibby is in uh, Minnesota Lynx training camp. Right. The opportunity there, which is great. Yep. So, yep. Still folks, <laughs> still no word on Ashley Owusu or Angel Reese. No. I have not heard from them. I know Sonia Rivers is transferring from South Carolina. One of our theories was that they would end up in South Carolina. But yeah. River Rivers is, is leaving, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I don't know yeah. if that's like a smoke signal or if Rivers is leaving just for <laughs> different reasons or whatever, whatever. But, right. um, you know, certainly in- interesting stuff going down the transfer portal. So uh, hopefully a- Angel and Ashley end up in a good landing spot. Maryland, though, yeah. has bounced back. I do want to talk about a couple other players that ended up in the transfer portal. Uh, Morgan mm-hmm. Jones is going to Louisville. Um you guys remember Emily Angsler? We just talked about her as the draft. Pick. Like, like this is kind of the, the, the same thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Morgan Jones is a uh, similar player, more of a three than a four. Um, mm-hmm. Angsler is a little bit bigger, um, a little better on defense, and, and just a little bit more advanced. But I think Jones right. has a skill set that's going to be great at Louisville. Um, do, do you did you get to see uh, Morgan Jones that much this year at FSU? I didn't see her that much, no, but I know that Jeff Walls was tremendously excited yeah. about her uh, joining the team. So, I mean, if he's excited, he likes it. I love it. Uh, he knows yeah. he knows um, how to recruit. He knows how to uh, get players to to go hard. And I saw that, you know, in their practices. Um, you know, he holds them accountable, but he also loves them up. You yeah. know, and I, we've seen it. Um, with them making their run to the final four. So um, this is really fun. And, and, you know, I know Haley will, will have fun with her yeah. and she has some years under her belt and, and that'll be fun to see how they mesh together as well. No, so like I, I was talking yeah. about. no Haley. And I, I think it's great fit. I think it's great fit. It's exactly what they're going to be looking for. Yeah. Um, we'll see how much she can make the leap like Emily did this year at Louisville. Uh, I do want to mention the one, 
one of, if not the most shocking transfer, although I guess it wasn't that shocking. Uh, Aubrey Jones is transferring mm-hmm. from Iowa State. She is the sister of Ashley Jones, the superstar mm-hmm. for the Cyclones. And the her other sister is coming in as a recruit to Iowa State. Uh, and Aubrey is leaving, um, you know, M. Adler, I believe, broke the story. M. Adler of the next friend of the program. Uh, Tommy Birch, another friend of the program from uh, Des Moines, Iowa, the Des Moines Register. Um, he, he, I was talking to him about it, and he was like, yeah, she was pretty unhappy with her playing time for most of the season. She wanted to leave. Um, so <laughs> I guess that's, uh, that's one less Jones in Iowa State, which yeah. – uh, yeah, but hey, Gabe, man, listen, um, I, it is what it is. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not here to, you know, try to calculate and figure out what what every kid is doing. And that's in the portal. Yeah. Over 1,100 kids in the portal now on the that's women's basketball side. Uh, that's a lot. Um, but in this instance with the three sisters, so, you know, at Thanksgiving or how it used to be anyway, there'd be the big table for everybody and then the little card table. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be at the card table and the ones that are at Iowa State are going to be at the big table. I, I, this is going to be a little awkward at the uh, family functions. I'm just going to say, I, I would, think, and maybe not, and maybe they'll just be fine, but I can see maybe. A little bit of well, like, I don't know, like her family shows up to every single game. Her family was in like the Jones, the Jones family was in uh, Greensboro. Saying. So it's like, that's know. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And now you're going to make it, tougher on the parents as i have three kids it's hard to get everywhere where you need to be well <laughs> so I'd stay on the team help mom and dad gas is expensive like we don't have time well but, here's I the mean, thing it's up to you it's up to the kids I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna look up her playing time i don't want i'm with you like whatever <laughs> whatever you need to do <laughs> is cool i mean i just hope you're not because like she played 21 minutes a game like and you're a sophomore, so I, if it's just playing time, and maybe it's not, maybe there's other things in in her life that we don't know about. It's just what I heard. So it's like it's just playing time. Like uh, I mean, you go to Drake, but guess what? Drake Drake's got players. You know, Drake. I know Drake's close, but Drake's got players, and yeah. you're not guaranteed a starting spot. No, so I, I hope I hope it works out for her. Uh, it just it was just like I was so convinced that one of the reasons that Ashley Jones is coming back to Iowa state instead of going to the WNBA draft where she may have been a first round pick was to play with her sisters, plural. Right. And I was like, right. nah, peace. She's like, good okay, luck. Good luck. apparently it was boiling over for a while, but uh, good luck to all the kids in transport. Like you said last week, um, you know, yeah. We're, we'll go into we we had our whole market discussion about you know what needs to happen and hopefully uh mm-hmm. hopefully schools can get kids some more um help and education and, and helping them figure out where the best place to be is and we hope that everyone ends up in the best place to be because a lot of players have transferred and made really big impacts but that's um, true too and some have not been picked up and are yeah. hanging out to oh dry. i do have to mention i i, I misread a stat um from last week i said a, 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 a the stat i mentioned was like I think 28% of players that transferred. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's wrong. It was D2, D2 players um, didn't end up at a, um, at a D1 school, but okay. I did look it up. I believe it is 43% of transfers at the D1 level don't end up at another D1 institution. So that's 43% of players um, that, that rough count just from the stuff that we know, obviously we don't have uh, access to the entire right. transfer pool, but um, you know, it's like, cautionary tales and I, I hope schools are making sure that players are aware of it not that right. you should be in a bad situation for you but just know like uh, i think jeff wall said it like hey the grass is the grass always looks greener because fertilized with bs which is well, hilarious there you jeff go. Walls wow, benefits. yeah it's hilarious from jeff walls who has benefited so much from the transfer portal to be saying that but i think the point kind of stands um yeah. wait repeat it again repeat it uh, again the the grass the grass looks greener on the other side because it's fertilized with BS. Well, he didn't use BS. He said he said the whole. Oh, thing. oh of course. Yeah. As we okay. as you know, interviewing Haley. I was just trying to make I because I, I talked kind of over the last part of it, so I wanted to have it clearly yeah. stated. So that's that's an interesting. The, the Louisville the Louisville folks don't uh, self censor, which we love here. Um, <laughs> speaking of transfers, let's talk about coaching transfers, um, as I like to call them. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, start calling call coaching transfers. 
Uh, Carly, Tebow, Dudonis, obviously a favorite of this podcast due to all her mystic size. Uh, she ends up getting her first head coaching job at yeah. Fairfield. Um, and Fairfield just, they won the MAAC, correct, this year? Yeah, I imagine they did. That? They did. They did. Um, so she's coming into a good, a good program. Uh, getting a good chance. So just wanted to get shout out to, uh, T, to Carly uh, for getting her first job. Yeah. I am so excited for her. And Nancy was up there, Nancy Tebow. I know mm-hmm. Eric and, and Mike were at the Mystics uh, training camp, but I know they're going to be making that trip up there uh, wearing their red Fairfield stuff. So <laughs> it's really fun. Is Fairfield, I don't, uh, forgive me guys. I'm not from the Northeast. Where is Fairfield? Do you know, is it in Connecticut? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I did not know it's that. It's in Fairfield, Connecticut, so that makes sense. There you go. <laughs> I I, lit, I don't think I've ever been to Connecticut for as much as we talk about Connecticut uh-huh. on this podcast. Maybe I'll go up there. Yeah, oh, it's, the, it's like a it's like in the beach, kind of near the beach. Whatever, that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I didn't know where it was. Get um, you a lobster I, roll when you go up there. Huh? Yeah, right. Get you a lobster roll and you know hang out. Let <laughs> me. I I hold on. I do think I'm wrong. I don't think Fairfield won the MAAC. I um, thought they did. I think that my, they did, they did. They went yeah. 19 and one. Okay. So they did. Yeah. 19 and one. Ooh. And they were in the tournament. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, on the men's side, it was St. Peter's who won. Yes. Um, yep. And made that big run. Yeah. So sorry about the confusion there. But yeah. No shouts, shouts to Carly. Also, obviously uh, if we're not, if I'm not talking about Miami, I'm talking about William and Mary. Um, Aaron Dickerson Davis is the new women's basketball head coach at mm-hmm. William and Mary. Yeah, seems like a great hire. Uh, you you know more about her, so I want to get your take on her. But she's a Northwestern grad, played at mm-hmm. Northwestern, uh, yep. spent time at Towson, Georgetown, most recently at Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. All those schools really make sense with William Mary, which is a very academic first school. Yes, oh, well, all right, every school is academic first, but right. William Mary is like you have the the classroom is way more important than the court, and I think uh, she can handle that if you've been at Georgetown and Wake Forest, certainly, and she can help uh, bring in recruits from this area. So yeah, um, I'm excited for it as a uh, William & Mary alum. Oh, no, I love her. And I think she has a, a tremendous opportunity there at William & Mary. She was at Georgetown when my daughter was being recruited by Georgetown. Mm-hmm. So she was on staff there. So we spent a lot of time, you know, talking to her and, and being on campus with her. And she was just amazing. So when she went to Wake Forest, I know Jen Hoover very well. We played against each other in college. And so for her to go down there with Jen, I thought was really special. But now for her to be first year head coach, I, I'm super excited for her. And, and congrats. It's yeah, going to be fun. It's going to be fun for you as an alum. To, to I, I'm going to get down there. I'm going to try to go to, to a lot of the schools around here. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going, definitely going back to William and Mary. Um, so yeah, shouts out to her. Uh, I think yeah. that's, I mean, there's a ton of other news that we could always get to. There's a ton of stuff that we leave on the table in these podcasts. Uh, I don't think I'm missing anything. You got anything else, Christy, that you want to. Yes. Um, one of my, one of my really, I, it's hard to call, um, you know, players who you recruited and coached, right. It's hard to call them friends, but this is a great friend of mine, um, Sarah Jenkins, who played at Riverdale Baptist. I recruited her when I was assistant coach at Maryland um, for her freshman year. She decided to leave um, after a freshman season. And I took those two years off in between, Mm -hmm. had two babies, came back. I came back and coached at Georgetown. And then that's where Sarah had transferred. So I coached her her freshman year and her senior year. Uh, But she was assistant coach at Penn State. Um, before that, she was also at, um, at Georgetown and Delaware, but now she is back as the head coach at Delaware. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'll talk about crying when Nas Hillman's name was being called. When that news came out that, that she was going to do that, uh, I mean, Natasha Adair, she took the, um, the head coaching position at Arizona State. She was at Delaware. They made that run to the tournament and, and lost in, in College Park. Yeah. Um, but for her to, to be able to come back and, and coach at Delaware, I'm just extremely thrilled for her. I was talking to, texting with Mo Curry, and she was just excited to all the DMVers are, you know, just over the top with, with the possibilities with Sarah Jenkins being there. Her dad, Reverend John Jenkins at First Baptist Church in Glen Arden, Maryland, <laughs> you know, and, yeah, Trina, her mom, like I know their whole family, but uh, he has a mega church in PG County, Maryland. And, awesome they're going to have a lot of support for her because that's not too far up the road. So yeah, Delaware is kind of, 
Delaware's kind of extended DMV. Yeah. Well, yeah. we count it when it's uh, when it's uh, beneficial to us. So shouts, 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 shouts to the Blue Hens. Absolutely. Uh, that'll be a matchup that we can go to down there in Williamsburg. CAA matchup between William Mary and the Delaware. There you go. And then Della Don may be there too because that's her. That's school. that's her school. William Mary's your school. So. I thought it was a little surprising that she wasn't at the uh, the Maryland game, but I'm sure she had other things to do. She's working out, man. She looks yeah. good. She looks good. <laughs> it, whatever she was doing, it seems to have worked. But yeah, shout shouts to Coach Jenkins. I mean, shouts to all the new coaches. It's it's really really exciting time for uh, all these new coaches taking over, especially all the ones near us. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. That's um, it. Yeah, this will be talking next week. Next season won't be have started next week, so maybe we'll do our season preview. Ooh. I know. I can't wait for that. Once the rosters are narrowed down, unfortunately, I know it's going to be hard to do, yeah, but once that happens, we will bring that all to you, but we don't have to go home. Y'all don't have to go home, but we got to get up out of here. They're cutting the lights out on us. Mm-hmm. We're still sitting here courtside. We're going to walk off slowly and, and still talk about all these things we discussed today, but we certainly appreciate you guys joining us today right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network for this episode of Courtside with Christy and Gabe for my partner. Gabe Ibrahim. I'm Christy Winter Scott. We'll see you next time. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.